Welcome, folks, to the first episode, okay, episode number one of Summit Up Sundays, okay? The first episode of Summit Up Sundays, I am Nate, and on this episode, I'm going to talk about Joe Biden's, uh, what is it, Joe Biden's two, what is it, $2.3 trillion infrastructure package, okay? Now, it's $2.3 trillion for infrastructure, okay, here in the United States. So um, I, I got some notes here. I'm going to read off some notes, uh, and we're going to start here. So the, the, the biggest element, okay, the biggest element in this, in this package is a $621 billion uh, for improving uh, infrastructure and enabling the greater rollout of electric vehicles, okay? So this has been an initiative in the United States for quite a while, uh, trying to get all electric vehicles, which I think is a little bit outlandish, but but this is the the democratic uh, agenda. Uh, and basically what this package is, is basically just a rolled down version of the new Green Deal. Okay. Uh, there's also $561 billion towards making housing, schools, utilities more climate friendly. Okay. Uh, there's also $480 billion for manufacturing and research and development. Okay, uh, $400 billion for social care, $200 billion for upgrading the broadband network and providing better uh, digital training. This, um, this represents a really big change uh, for the United States, right? It represents a big change. Okay, so uh, stripping out uh, expenditures on defense and security, U.S. government spending as a proportion of the GDP has been falling since Ronald Reagan became president in 1981. Okay. Now, something these proposals would dramatically reverse, okay, so they would reverse that. Uh, that is why this program is going to spark controversy, okay? Now, it's going to spark controversy anyway. I mean, it's $2.3 trillion, right? Um, you know, one of the things that Biden has already done, obviously, uh, is that uh, the biggest single area of controversy is that unlike the $1.9 trillion stimulus package that was just passed last month, Okay, that was passed last month, um, which was financed. Okay, it was financed by extra government borrowing. This latest package, okay, this $2.3 trillion package will also be paid for by higher taxes, right? I mean, obviously, you know, it's not going to be free. We're going to have to pay for it somehow in some way. So it's going to be paid for by taxes. Uh, and particularly, it's going to be paid for in a corporate tax, right? So we're going to raise that corporate tax from 21% to 28%. Now, this is what I'm finding, right? So 21% to 28% on corporate tax, Okay. Um, they in the package it's also saying uh, that there's going to be changes to remove the loopholes through which some U.S. businesses are allowed to move profits overseas uh, to uh, lower tax jurisdictions, um, and they're going to do that by doubling the so-called global intangible low tax income. Okay, the GILTI. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna raise that from 10.5 percent to 21 percent. Okay, so it effectively it's going to set a minimum tax rate for American companies on global earnings. Okay, it's going to set a minimum from 10.5 to 21 for American companies on their global earnings. Now, uh, it, it now says that this may alarm the Irish government, right? Which by levying an ultra low 12.5 corporate tax rate has attracted billions of dollars of investment from U.S. companies. 
American, okay, American multinationals now face the prospect of their foreign earnings being taxed at 21%, right? So, so basically, you know, the Irish, they've attracted tons of American businesses um, to do business in, in, in Ireland, right? Because the, you know, 12.5%, it was so low, it, it, you know, now there's a bit of an issue, right? It's at 21%. So, ugh, you know, that, that's going to spark a, a little bit there for them. Um, much of this is expected to be born. Okay. In particular, um, by the tech giants. It was significant that in his speech, right, this is in a speech that Biden gave, he was outlining and cited a 2019 report which claimed that 91, that 91 out of the 91 companies uh, out of the Fortune 500 had paid no federal tax in 2018. Okay, it's a little interesting, right, because the report was a 2019 report, but it was uh, about 2018. Uh, only one company, though, uh, is a company that he kind of name checked. There was only one of them, right, that he talked about, and that was Amazon. And I think that's a company everybody talks about, right, is Amazon. Uh, and the reason for that, the reason that everybody's talking about Amazon is because Amazon didn't pay federal tax. We all know that. Um, we all know that Amazon did not pay federal tax, and I don't think they paid federal tax for a few years, Okay. So Biden did go on. Uh, Amazon uses various loopholes, uh, so they pay not a single solitary penny in federal tax income. Uh, he went on to say that he doesn't want to punish them, right? Okay, okay, uh, Mr. Biden. Um, you know, he talks about how teachers and firemen and so on and so forth, you know, paying 22%. Uh, Amazon and 90 other major corporations paying zero in federal tax. Uh, he said he was going to put an end to that. Do I believe he's going to put an end to it? I don't know. I, I don't really necessarily believe that he's going to put an end to it. Um, when you look at the history of the Democratic Party, uh, the Democratic Party has always been uh, for big business, right? They've always been for the really rich and the very big business. A lot of people associate Republicans with that, but uh, most of the major institutions and in, in billion-dollar companies and news stations here in the United States are all owned and ran uh, by Democrats, and they fork out a lot of money to the Democratic politicians uh, so that they can win uh, their elections and um, get what they want out of that person winning uh, that election. So uh, what does it say here? It says, uh, that is not to say that Mr. Biden's infrastructure, pack infrastructure package will not also entail extra borrowing, right? So Anita uh, Mark, uh, chief economic Economist, uh, economist, uh, chief economist at the investment bank Jeffries told clients, "We estimate that the proposed tax increase are worth roughly 1.3 trillion, which which offsets roughly 60% of the new spending. In other words, 40% will be will be a deficit. You know, finance will be financed. Um, the president faces a battle getting his package through U.S. Congress, as a lot of Republicans." Uh, but also some moderate Democrats will be alarmed at the size and scale of this package. And, and look, I am too. I, I'm no economist. I'm no, you know, financial guy. But when you start talking about $2.3 trillion package, I mean, when you look at the United States in the past year and you look at the packages that were passed for the stimulus packages, you know, and I understand that, you know, these individuals needed this money 
um, you know, in the stimulus package. There's a lot of families who 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 needed that fourteen hundred, who needed that twelve hundred, who needed that six hundred. Uh, but the problem is, is that nothing is free, right? So it's not like you're getting fourteen hundred dollars and it's free. You know, your children are going to have to pay back that money. Um, and they're going to be living in a world where taxes is just so extremely high uh, that they're not going to be able to live, and it's it's going to be a lot of uh, famine. Um, so let's see here. It says Mr. Biden's successor, Donald Trump had similarly, similarly, uh, sought to unveil a big investment in infrastructure in 2017, but it never came to anything due to disagreements over how it would be paid for. Okay. Moderate Democrats are already threatening to, uh, scooper, scupper the package unless Mr. Biden removes the cap his predecessor imposed on the ability of Americans to deduct state and local tax from their federal tax bill. Mr. Trump hoped that it would lead to Americans in high spending states like New York and New Jersey uh, rein in their spending. But instead, it has driven thousands of them to lower spending uh, uh, states like Texas and Florida, right? So a lot of people have left these these states and went to other states where there's you know lower taxes. Um, leaving aside the proposed tax increase to finance the plan, there are specific concerns about the package, including the comparatively small amount, just six percent of the entire sum that will be going to build or improve roads and bridges. Okay, so I want everyone, especially people listening to this who live in the United States, to understand, right? Only six percent of that two point three trillion dollars, okay, six percent is going to go to improve roads and bridges. Now, I I know, I'm sure a lot of you are like me when I'm driving down the road and I, I'm just looking at it, I'm like, Jesus, can we get these roads fixed? What the hell is going on? You know, what is the problem? Why are these roads not fixed? Well, okay. I mean, if you look at this package here, you can see where he's going with this 6%, right? 6% of the $2.3 trillion would go to improve uh, and build uh, roads and bridges. Okay. Uh, A lot of money, for example, the 400 billion arrow marked for social care is being targeted at an expansion of access to care for elderly and disabled people and of medical or of medicaid uh, the us government the us government scheme that helps low income americans meet their healthcare cost that is a long way from infrastructure and looks more like social spending Okay, so that's that's exactly the case, right? So we got four hundred billion dollars that is going into something that's not even infrastructure, right? And and this is what the Democrats do. Okay, so this is what the Democratic Party does, and even some of the Republican Party, right? But this is what politicians do, right? So they come out with a bill, they come out with a plan, they give you the gist of it, they tell you, hey, it's a great plan, it's going to be for infrastructure, it's going to help build roads and bridges and so on and so forth. But really, in that plan, there's not a lot of money in there for infrastructure. Like in this case, $400 billion is going to go for what what I call social spending, okay? Because that's what it is, right? You're using it for low-income families, and, and I'm not saying that they don't deserve help. But what I'm saying is this is not uh, this should not be part of the infrastructure uh, bill that he's trying to pass. It shouldn't be in there, right? Because it's not infrastructure. It has nothing to do with infrastructure. Um, the second 
is the sheer expense of uh, what Biden is proposing by some estimates adjusted for inflation. Uh, the sum the president plans to spend is four times what it cost to build the entire U.S. interstate highway system in the 1950s. Okay, Even that is not enough for some on the left. Okay, uh, The Democratic Party, such as the New York Congressman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who tweeted that Mr. Biden's package needs to be way bigger, right? Now, we all know that AOC, okay, Alexandria, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, has no idea what she's talking about. She, she, she's literally the most unintelligent individual that I've heard speak. I don't even know how she's a congresswoman. It makes no sense to me. Um, she, she should just keep her mouth shut. Okay, uh, the scale of spending proposed has raised a third concern, which is that when so much money is being spent at once, whether it can be invested effectively. Right. So can it be invested effectively? The 100 billion that has earmarked, okay, for upgrading the electricity grid to prepare for greater uptake of electric vehicles is seen particularly as being potentially wasteful. There are a lot of questions about whether all of this spending in the name of infrastructure, okay, in the name of infrastructure, okay, but much of it is going on anything, right? It's going to anything but infrastructure, right? We'll boost the product, the, the product, <laughs> the productive capacity of the U.S. economy. There will also be concerns that with the U.S. economy expected to be running at full capacity before too long, there will be other, other effects from these proposals, okay? And there is. There's always going to be other effects, no matter what. There just will, okay? One is the crowding out effect that the government with its lower cost of borrowing will crowd out businesses which with the dis with the uh the uh, discipline of the private sector could do a lot of this work more cheaply and effectively right it just this is this is to me it sounds like big government it sounds like big government in the united states again that's what it sounds like to me um now listen i voted for donald trump in in 2020 right am i a trump lover by no means am i i think the guy made a lot of mistakes right but i do believe that under donald trump we did have uh, less of a uh, less of a government you know what i mean it was a little little less uh, invasive um there will also be concerns that this spending package will inject a huge dose of inflation into the U.S. economy, forcing the U.S. Federal Reserve to raise interest rates earlier than it would have liked, which bond markets are already starting to uh, uh, to price in. Uh, the yield on a 10-year U.S. Treasury, tre treasuries, U.S. government IOUs, uh, has risen from 0.9% to 1.7% since the beginning of the year, right? Just, I mean, you're talking the beginning of the year. That's what, a few months ago. It went from 0.9 to 1.7%. That's crazy. Uh, despite these very legitimate concerns, Wall Street economists are confident the package will boost not only the U.S. GDP, but also corporate profits. Uh, we expect a 0.7 GDP boost from the infrastructure spending in 2022, offset by a 0.2% drag from higher corporate tax rates. Um, this isn't only, you know, this is this is only the start, right, for, for Biden. This is only the start for his party, for his administration. Uh, 
you know, um, proposes to unveil another package costing a further one trillion in the coming weeks, right? So, so what he's what essentially what he's doing is he he's proposing the two point trillion dollar plan for infrastructure, which has a ton of wasteful spending in it, has a ton of money going to stuff that has nothing to do with the infrastructure of the United States. Um, and then he's going to have a, he's going to introduce another one trillion here in the coming weeks here in the U.S. Um, called the American Family Plan. It promises a big increase in spending on education and childcare provision. Uh, it too is likely to entail higher taxes. Okay, so what we've learned in a gist, okay, today, what we've learned in a gist from this two point trillion dollar uh, package uh, infrastructure package is that there's going to be a lot of wasteful spending in it. There's going to be a lot of wasteful spending that we really don't need to. Sp- not that we necessarily don't need to spend, but it should not be in an infrastructure package. Okay. So when you start talking about giving money to lower income families and things like that, that has nothing to do with infrastructure of the United States, right? We need to be putting more money to roads and bridges and sure electrical grids. Like the, these are the things sure that we need to 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 have better, right? And that's where the money should be going. But 2.3 trillion dollars I think is ridiculous, right? And then you talk about in the coming weeks his 1 trillion dollar American family plan which all of this is going to come to higher taxes. So so everything that you're hearing uh, is going to come to higher taxes, okay? Now, I recommend you guys go out and read this, right? Find the bill, read the bill, learn about it, especially if you live in the United States, understand what it entails. Understand what it entails for the American people, for your children, for the future of this country, right? I, I think... I think that's something that we don't do very often as Americans is we don't read the bills that are being passed by these politicians. We don't look at the things that are being passed by the politicians here in the United States. And I think that that's an issue. And the reason it's an issue is because then what they do is they they pass these bills and they give you the front cover of the bill, which looks beautiful and it looks great. But really, when you dive deep into the bill, it's really bad. And there's a ton of spending in that bill that you go, we don't need this right now. We don't need to spend this right now. Um, so that's kind of, uh, that's the gist. I mean, that's the gist, folks, of the $2.3 trillion spending bill that the Biden administration is going to put forth. And then in the coming weeks after that, he's going to bring out the American Family Plan, which is going to be roughly somewhere around the $1 trillion range. Um, and, And I'm sure that will have a lot of wasteful spending in it. One of the things that I think a lot of people are should realize is that when you look back at any politician, Republican or Democrat alike, but majority being Democrat, the Democratic Party has always had this crazy spending. They spent all kinds of money. They went to war. Our taxes got raised. And then for the most part, under most Republicans, not all, okay, um, our taxes were lowered. And we had less invasive government in our business. Now, what I'm getting out of this $2.3 trillion deal and the other $1 trillion deal is just more government overreach. Um, It's just more government being in my business and worrying about what I'm doing every day. um, And I'm not interested in that. So I vote to veto the $2.3 trillion bill and rewrite that bill to actually 
uh, be used for the infrastructure in the United States and not used for wasteful spending as what it is. Uh, I also veto the uh, roughly around $1 trillion um, American family plan. I would veto that and, uh, you know, work on that more. You know what I mean? Really uh, figure that one out because uh, I just feel like there's going to be a ton of wasteful spending in that as well. Okay. So there you go, folks. There's the first episode of Summit Up Sunday. Uh, these episodes will drop every Sunday at one o'clock p.m. And we're going to talk about every Sunday, there's going to be a new topic. Uh, you know, we may have to carry over into different Sundays, right? We might have to you know, might have to continue it. Uh, I appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you guys for for listening to the very first episode of Sum It Up Sundays. I appreciate you guys, and I will catch you guys on the next one next Sunday. I'll see you guys there.